I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is A Lot To Learn with Austin Rogers. For the guy who knows everything, he's still got a lot to learn. Without further ado, here's Austin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I have no idea what time of day it is. It's a podcast, so you're listening to this whenever. We have got an exciting show tonight or today. God, I still can't get that right. We have got Didier Jabba Matu, a Colombian-born, Belgian... Wait, do I have that right? Colombian-born, Belgian-raised, Singaporean graffiti and street artist. Yes. Okay. Tell 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 me how close I got it. No, it's, 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 it's fair enough, but there's more things, but it's... Yeah, well, it's let's get enough. into yeah. the more things. Let's first start with the big question. Uh, street art, graffiti, graffiti, street art. Most people, this is the exact same thing. As a practitioner of... Well, first of all, which are you a practitioner of? Street art or graffiti? Um, like today, like right now, like at my age, I would say like what I'm doing now in the street is like Street art. Okay. Like, so I feel like a more like a sellout of from the graffiti culture. Like that's how I feel now regarding the integrity or the the what is really graffiti. Well, then perfect. Let's go back and figure out the dichotomy between the two. How do you define the difference between the two and why you just said sellout right there? So automatically, I've got a trigger. I mean, I'm saying that because uh, I, I've been doing this for 28 years, and uh, uh, at some point, I was like, you know, in, let's say in the late 90s, I was like getting the possibility, the opportunity to make money out of graffiti. And I had really like a like a personal like problem. I was like shit. Like I, at the same time I'm painting trains, and at the same time I'm making money, like for like a like a cultural center or whatever. I'm I'm doing a mural, and and I felt like I'm like betraying the the culture or the essence of the culture. So I, I decided at that point of time, okay, I'm gonna learn something else that will become my job. And I decided to learn 3D, and and after that I. It leads me to Singapore, actually, too, because I end up like working for Lucasfilm Animation. Because of that, because of like I wanted to keep the integrity of graffiti and not making money out of it. So you separated church and state. Graffiti is the passion, the code, the ethic. Exactly. But street art, quote unquote, is here's how I pay the bills. Graffiti is uh, meritocratic, so you cannot. You, you, it's not possible to lie. Like like today, like people are lying because they just can just. Paint nice mural in the in the back garden and publish on Instagram, and that's how they get the the fame. But in back in the days when it started in New York, the kids who started this in New York, they were like like really from like poor neighborhoods, and that's they were the way for them to get fame. And we just replicate that thing in Europe like just 15, 20 years later. So I worked at a company in New York called Asia Society. It was on Park Avenue. It was a cultural institution. But one of the men in our mailroom, whose name was Frank Del Toro, was Mm -hmm. actually a graffiti 
pioneer. Mm-hmm. He was he had a tag FDT one one four because I think he was from one hundred fourteenth Street in the Bronx, yeah. right? He was he was a young Latino kid from the Bronx, and. I remember one time going down to the East Village to a graffiti exhibition that was sort of a, uh, what do you call it, a retrospective, Mm -hmm. and he was there, and, you know, it sounds sort of classist, but the guy from our mailroom was royalty, royalty, Mm -hmm. and there's photos of his tag, FDT114, FDT117, I don't have it exactly, on the side of the 7 train in the middle of Queens in 1971, or something like that. old school, that's really pioneers. Uh, Yeah, so talk us through that pioneering day of, because by the way, all I know of it was that one exhibit I saw, and I saw all these young heads being crazy for Frank from the mailroom, and it was so exciting, he's like, yeah, 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 I gave that up years ago, well clearly he gave it up 40 years ago, Mm. Uh, but from your understanding, what is that genesis of the kids out there, you know, on the streets, on the side of the subway, tagging, what, what, what's the impetus behind it? It was just the political context at that time. Like uh, the, it was mostly like Hispano, and, uh, and it was like the, the popular like neighborhoods in New York. They were like uh, leftover. I mean, you see like picture of the Bronx in the seventies. Was just like the Bronx like, is burning. Was, That's the famous phrase. Yeah, the Bronx is burning. It was like it was really crazy. So the the the, the graffiti was way before. Uh, the hip hop culture actually it was it was already established before that it just became mainstream when it was like put into a bag that is called like a package called hip hop right and then you have the breakdancer the block parties the DJ and then the graffiti writers and I got this for me I I, I got this package when I when I moved from Colombia to to Belgium and I get the this American hip hop package like wow. I just got the subway art, and for me, it was like, okay, this is And crazy. so everything <clears throat> to you was already prepackaged. You it, know, it existed already. It has already like a, a history, uh, like the kings, the, they have everything. It was done already, everything. So we just like, we just like, like uh, emulate the same thing, and then we and evolve in different styles because we have different, like, uh, like a, a Spanish uh, right. letters are different from Finnish letters, so it was just different. And you're also seeing it from an outsider's perspective, mm-hmm. so you could come in and take and choose what you know what, what you like. Yeah. yeah, it's like the famous like one of the best blues songs I ever heard mm. was by the Rolling Stones, and then later on I find out it's a 1920s Robert Johnson blues song. Mm-hmm. So like you you both go backwards and forwards. We, we just we just like did a remix in and instead of painting on on the subway, we we paint on the regular trains in. Because in my city was no subway, for instance, so we're just painting the train. You know, <laughs> so, so the original graffiti art, you know, was it a was it a, an outlashing of marginalized society? Was it a no, rebellious youth? No, you know, it, it, I, I think it's more about like existing, like an existential thing. I think it's about uh, freedom. The moment you are in the street or you're in a train yard, you're painting, you're doing something legal, that's the feeling that you have. You feel like totally free and you don't, you don't feel anything that is your day-by-day life, your, what, you, what you don't like in the city, what you don't like about people, that, that totally evaporates. So what, what is really like important is the act itself beyond the, the, the aesthetic. Right. And now how did that aesthetic, because we've got the the caricature in our head of what a graffiti lettering looks like, you know, it's jagged, it's spray painted. And, you know, the most rudimentary tags 
in in New York when I was younger, there was a form of graffiti called scratch eating mm-hmm. because you had the tamper proof glass on yeah. the subway trains, so you'd scratch on them. So it had this naturally angular. Yeah. Um, it's the only way to put a tag on a, on a on a window is to scratch. So you, <laughs> you cannot really do like nice curve. Like it's not that easy. Right. So it, uh, where exactly did it does the 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 graffiti font, for example, it, to, for lack of a better term, does it come from the necessity of brevity, like you can only do it super quickly, or does it come from, is there some sort of context to it? Like where it's, does that it is the ideal font come from? It, it, it is the concept, uh, the, the, it is the context, and uh, the thing is like, you, you have to imagine, put back yourself in time, imagine that these like thousands of kids literally just writing their names like all over New York, all over the subway, in the subway first, like inside the subway, uh, until at some point there's like no room left to put a, a single tag because it's so like uh, destroyed inside. So they start like doing the same thing outside of the of the of the subway or the subway train. So it's the same thing. So they put like simple tags. So how you gonna make the difference is by the size of it. So you're gonna make make a letter just bigger, and you're gonna put an outline out of it so you can differentiate yourself. From others, because the, the 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 at the end of the day, the game is to be recognized, respected, and appreciated by your peers. So you don't give a shit about the masses, actually, and that's where the difference is between graffiti and street art. Graffiti was made by graffiti writers for graffiti writers. Street art is made by people who doesn't know anything about graffiti and give it for everyone in like uh, spaces where don't they don't experience fear because they're doing it in a legal way. So you know, I was walking outside my apartment the other day to go pick up my car and um, the bicycle shop across the road uh, pulls down its grate in the middle of the day. I'm like, why are you pulling down the grate in the middle of the day? And uh, this whole gaggle of cyclists show up and they all start taking photos of the gate when it's down because it's got a mural on it. Mm-hmm. So there's a purpose behind that and it, you know, it, it beautifies or not beautifies is debatable, mm-hmm. but that has a focused purpose in that the business owner says, paint my grate so when it's down it looks good, but graffiti is, nah, I was here first. and Or is it nah, I was here first or uh, nah, everyone else, let me show you what, how awesome I am at graffiti. I don't really understand the question. Um, I'm trying to say that when the street art happened, like when the the, the, uh, bicycle shop owner pulled down his grate, Mm -hmm. people came by to snap photos of Mm -hmm. it. But it's street art. A business owner said that. But the original tags that the original kids were doing, was it braggadocio? Was it antagonistic? Was it marking your territory? Or was it like, I just want to show you? No, when you you do graffiti, you just try to, to be not like... People have to see your name, so you, you just choose like evident spot, like the like the like let's say a rooftop or a train. The train moves, so it's like it's just perfect. And uh, so you have like it's just like spots. We don't we don't uh, there is an age you don't care about this is like a, a business or whatever. You're just gonna put your name. And if you can do a tag, it's good. If you can do a throw up, it's better. If you can do like a piece with outline and background and everything, it's like wow because the the spot is. Difficult and risky, so... And now everyone else who's a fellow graffiti artist sees that and goes, respect, let me try to... Of course, of course. Like, like, like imagine 
for instance, there's like a, there's like a, a, a let's say, imagine you, we have a, like a, like a guy who's been painting the street for 20 years, like, like very dedicated. And then he, he passed away because whatever life he died, but he still have his pieces in the city. Graffiti writers will never paint over him because they know what he has accomplished before and he will respect that. A street artist will not even like think about it. Won't even cross her mind. It will just like paint over like whatever. Oh, it's like it doesn't, it will not know the the effort that the guy who who deserves respect for for a long time. He also won't recognize that guy's tag because it's not a tag he's seen every. He he can read. Like for me, like it's super easy to recognize if someone is like uh, genuine or not, if someone is legit or not. If you. You you can do like a nice mural, wow, super nice characters, blah blah blah, it's beautiful. And when I see your signature, I will know if you're genuine or not. I will know if you're coming from graffiti background or not because everything, the essence of graffiti itself is in the signature itself. That's how it was born, and, and that's how you can even today you have like people with incredible like lettering, simple tag style, and they just do tag and throw ups, and they consider as king because they they keep the painting in the street on subways and and they have like ab- absolute like respect and admiration of, from other like graffiti writers even though they are not like amazing artists if you, you from aesthetic point of view but the aesthetic comes second that's what I think right, it's all about right. the effort of the action that that is is, is important and the difficulty or the or the challenge or the wow no one has painted this before like uh, you know but it's there's always someone who did it before you but you know when you you just got to do it a little bit bigger, a little yeah, bit better, a little exactly. bit more difficult. Exactly. Um, and then everyone respects that or tries to outdo you. Yeah, you you you. It's a little you, game when, when you. It is a yeah. game. I mean, you, you no you, cool, you, super cool it, game, it, it but a game, game that, nonetheless. That, that it's, it's, it's a game that you 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 grow up with, and then with with time you, with time you 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 get. You lose. You, I mean, I, I, I can I cannot compete with the kids now, like painting so well. Like I, I, I just like I can. I'm like right. old man. No, right. Like, oh, I want I, to. You want to? I'm like I really want I, to. I, but I, but I, 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 like from time to time, I, I will do it because I, I feel the need. <laughs> I feel the need, and I, and I feel so good when I'm doing it, and I feel so good. The next Please day note to I, the Singaporean government, he's not doing that currently because <laughs> Singapore seems like a place where they would not like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I will never do that here. Like, no, <laughs> Like, no, no, no way! Because it doesn't make sense. I mean, I mean, here you have like you, you know what you you're gonna go through. First of all, they're gonna catch you, <laughs> and then they're gonna cane you. So the, I, I don't see that. And then the, the fine, and then you, you then you won't be able to come back to this country and have a lot of friends here. So I don't want to go. No, I don't want that. But Malaysia, you're on. <laughs> yes, no, I don't mind. I mean, I don't mind doing it in, in Malaysia, Indonesia, in, in like uh, like they they they. they they are not like they are not stiff, <laughs> so stiff about that. You know, they 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 can understand that that for like like in Malaysia, for instance, there's a lot of kids that are painting in the street. Like, no one cares. Like, no one cares. So that's the perfect transition element right now to get on to. Graffiti is not necessarily street art. Street art is definitely not graffiti. But there is a sort of interchange between the two, or isn't there, or was there, or, or is, is there now? Is there now? That's the, is there the, now? That's the, that's the answer. The, 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 but now, like I guess we got to bring up the B word. Do you want to bring up the B word? What do you mean, Banksy? Uh, is 
I, I, yes, it's because of him that it becomes like a mainstream universal, mm-hmm. universal mainstream. But the, the, the problem was, was there. Like, I mean, actually, like street art, the way we, 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 we it was already in the graffiti. Graffiti brought the street art actually, right. because we were the first one to, to make like big murals and like, uh, and we just paved the way for, for, for other people to just try to do nice things. And uh, and and Banksy, what he did, he just like make it like totally mainstream. Like yes, yeah. So uh, what's what's the opinion amongst diehard graffiti artists on Banksy? I mean, some people in London will say that it's a toy with a good PR. Like, but f- like you know, like you 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 have to understand that some people really did a lot of effort in the street. Like really, like went to like a. Like for instance, as a kid, you 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 can't go uh, and buy your your spray cans. It, it doesn't make sense for us. It's, you are a toy. Right. You you have to steal your own spray cans in order to do like damage. You you're not gonna pay for something. Then you're gonna. It doesn't make sense. You have to be like really for us. We we, we that's how we started. Like really in very extremist way. And the 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 way we were like seeing other like uh, I remember when I was in art school, I was seeing the other kids like not doing graffiti or doing just art like it was like like totally irrelevant for me like because they didn't have any guts to go out and just be free that because i always associate freedom actually with graffiti that's that's how i perceive it it's art in the action not it's action art is secondary right it's secondary right. actually being like called artist was uh, problematic at certain point no i'm not an artist i'm a graffiti writer it's different Okay. And then now, now I would love to be <laughs> accepted as an artist, you know, because I, I really believe now that graffiti is an art form, like literally on its own. Like when I say graffiti is, I have to narrow that down from two graffiti, like like New York style, I would say, like right. which take origin in New York, which like, like a blossom in New York, I would say. That graffiti is the one who influenced the rest of the world through like books like uh, Subway Bass, Breaking Art, and etc. Right, and movies like <coughs> Wild Style Wild and uh, Turk One Eighty Two. Do you remember that yeah. one? But that's that's the thing that that's the the that was what we get in Europe in uh, in the rest of the world. But there is already like ten years of history before that in the seventies in Europe. So so graffiti, the action is of the prime, right? The action of writing, going out there and writing, is yes. what is more important than how you write. Exactly. Right. I mean, for me, it's like I, I give much more respect to a guy who just go out all the time, even though his style is not like great or whatever, than a guy who has like a decent, good style, but he maybe has painted five times in his whole life and he keeps showing that and, and acting like he's a real like guy from from like... Real graffiti background. I, it's, it's but real. I can also be considered that way from other like hardcore graffiti trend writers or subway writers. Like like I guess they do like five thousand to ten thousand like subways and trains all over the world. Right. And I have maybe like three hundred. So I, I can't compare with them. You know, I, I can also be considered as a toy from them. You know? From them because yes. it just trickles. Because, it yeah, just because they, there's a hierarchy. Just yeah, a, a higher level. And, <laughs> and, then, and then you have like some. Some writers that they've been painting trains and subways since more than thirty years, and they keep doing it, and no one knows who they are. And they are for for me, they're the real Banksy because if you if you put in in the balance the the real damage or the real like impact you have in into like a, 
let's say, the society that you criticize so much, like that's the case of Banksy, like, like a lot of his work is like a, a critic of the society. And for me, like the act of doing graffiti illegally is a, itself a political act. You don't need to do more than that. The action to do something illegal at night, you're not supposed to do, it is a political art. So, it's more, so, okay. So I give more is, respect to the guys who paint trains who will never, nobody will get to know than Banksy, for instance. So, okay, I guess that opens up a really important question. Since the act is the primacy of graffiti, the act of it, the proliferation, uh, no, uh, you're... The style. The, the style is the key. Okay, okay. The style is the key. Because you just earlier said that, you know, that guy who bombed, you know, 300,000 things. But the guy who, who bombed 300,000 or 6,000, uh, uh, because he did so much, he will get his own style. He's going to have his own thing. And then you'll see that it's and you appreciate that too. Course. Because, oh, because yeah. when you first start, it's probably, you don't have it fluid nothing, yet. Nothing, nothing. And all the, like, the, the street artists today, they don't have that, 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 um, they just switch it from like a, from a paper drawing right. to, to a projector, to project to, to on a paint. wall and just to trace and then have a nice illustration. Right. But, but it's, you, not, it's you, not the result of, uh, of like hard work. It's just like good like timing, you know, that living in time where everything is like much more easier. And like they, they have opportunity, they have space to create. Now let's talk about your art. So when you do a massive installation, not as a graffiti artist, a graffiti writer, but as a street artist from the graffiti background, mm-hmm. you've got a pretty firm ethic on that. You, you do not... I don't call that graffiti. I don't call what I'm doing graffiti. Oh, I, no, no, no. I just meant your street art in general. When you do, when you're commissioned for a large mural, mm-hmm. you've got a pretty firm ethic on it in that you do not do the projector. You do not... Sk- oh, no. Yeah. No, because it's really... Like, for me, it's, it's, I still associate that as like toy, you know? Right. But again, it's a tool. It's just a tool. And uh, and like, I know I can just not use it, but like, for instance, I got commissioned a huge mural that has to be done in one day. If I don't have a projector, I wouldn't be able to do it because I just don't have the, the time to do it. So right. in, in that, that specific figure case, I will, ju- I will do it. Right. And again, the, the, the work itself will lose spontaneity we lose like more f- we don't have the same flow as something that you you just create from scratch without projecting and when you're walking down the street you can be like that guy did that with a projector oh, of course. ah that guy of course uh, I, I, every every like a uh, massive piece of like a uh, character street or blah 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 they're using pr- pr- projector yeah. really like there, there is very like especially like realistic stuff you know they they use that or they 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 do like maybe grid system with uh, overlaying like a pattern or on using the phone so they have to need the phone or the iPad to in order to for real yeah no way but um, but there is guys who like coming from graffiti who do like hyperrealism a guy like uh, like El Mac he's living now in in uh, in Los Angeles he do like massive hyperrealism using FatCap which is the thickest brush you can get. From a spray can, like a like a very thick, like you know, a very thick he, uh, swath, exactly, yeah, exactly. And he does like like hyperrealism on buildings, having this kind of pattern, stroke, amazing work, amazing work. And he doesn't use a projector, he and just, he just sounds like a prodigy. Then you know, he's uh, for me, he's the he's one of the best muralists in the world. What today. was his name again? El Mac. 
El Mac. El Mac. E L M A C. Like L, like in yep. Spanish. Yep. El Mac. M A C. No way. Yeah. I, I'll have yeah, to look you have him to up. Check out, you, you, when you're gonna see it, you're gonna. Oh, I've seen this already. Right, because you already painted just such a wide image. Because I'm, I'm imagining, you know, you've got the really wide uh, brushstroke. His, his stroke is unique. So no one else is like he's the genuine one. Like maybe other people are trying. Maybe in a, I don't know where they're trying to do the same kind of technique. But but it's you, like it's, it's his own. Like uh, he found like his own like a uh, stroke. That he apply using a spray, but it's still hyper realistic. It's yeah, like it's because, like it's because the scale allows it exactly because it's like pointillism. Exactly. If you're really far from a pointillist painting, Good but you get really close, you're like, oh, it's just all little dots. It's a perfect analogy. Exactly. Yes. Oh, that's oh, I gotta. Well, I'm going to LA it's, in a couple yeah. weeks, so I gotta. I, I definitely have to that's check like that out. Pieces all over the world. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So back to the big B word, Banksy, and the commodification of I, street but art. I think Banksy is like uh, is necessary. I, I mean, right. That's totally. what I want. I want to talk about yeah, the commodification yeah. and the mainstreaming of the confluence I'm sh- I'm of sure graffiti I'm and more street jobs art. Now because of him, you know? <laughs> excellent. And if this puts artists to work, this is a great thing. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right? Yes, yes. but at the same time, I, I, I feel that he has like, a, his genius is, is in his ideas, in his, his concept. But it's not for me, it's like, it's, it's something different. It's not, for me, it's not graffiti, it's just different. I, but the, there is many artists in many, all over the, the, the time that like came with also crazy good ideas and genius and, and, but many of his ideas are not his own. He's, he's just like, like everyone, like you know, Picasso was saying that the the best one are the one who are the one it. who stole it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the one who did it first. Yeah. The one who stole it and did it better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I, so. I live in uh, the neighborhood I live in is called El Barrio in uh, New York City. It's Spanish Harlem, mm-hmm. and it's got a rich tradition of street art. Um, but you know, recently a uh, multi-story shoe store opened, and I thought it was super cool because the entire shoe store was painted with like uh, you know fifty foot by thirty foot sneakers hanging mm-hmm. over hangover lampposts. You know the typical New York scene. Okay. But now that I'm talking to you, I'm thinking. If every building were painted like that building, 
it would no longer be anything interesting or special. So could there be, like, could this mainstream of graffiti and street art be a little too much in that it's not, it's not special anymore? If, every, if everyone's great that they pull down at the end of the night has a mural on it, is, oh, I'm trying to figure out how to... It, it will be harder to, to, to demark yourself from the rest because of, of the overconsumption of, of that specific form of art in the in the in the street so yeah you go, you maybe you're going to saturate out of it you 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 will you will maybe the reaction to that would be more like something more like slick more simple more more like no more maybe no more no more no more painting on on the walls oh. that's possible but i don't think so uh, so there could be you know with every action there's a reaction so maybe the prevalence of or the overuse in fact maybe of street art and graffiti might evolve a new art form out of it. I don't know. I, I, if every, there will be a if everything's if, painted, if, if, it, if it become like totally like uh, overwhelming, like way too much, of course there will be a reaction. You need a reaction when something is too much. So right. Graffiti right. Graffiti itself was a reaction of a, of a social problem. So and, uh, but I, I I believe graffiti will will as long as this world is not. There is not justice in this world. Graffiti will, will, will still exist, I think, because it is made by people who just don't fit. It's made by misfit, actually. It's right. made by people who doesn't agree about the, at a certain age to whatever condition, environment they're living in, just, just, just don't want to, to be part of that, that thing. So they just want to be different, and, and, and they find difference among other people who have the same passion about just going out and paint. Right. By being different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned El Mac earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was one tag or one place or one singular piece of either street art or graffiti that you really wish you could have done, what and where would it be? Either, either imaginary, like I really wish I could have done X, or... I saw this one, and this one blew my mind. What was the one that everyone right now should go out and see if they're nearby? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I have li- no. <laughs> honestly, I think I will. I will have like love to be able like to 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 see like a Don D. Walker like passing in front of me in New York in the in the mid eighties. I would love like for me because I. I consider him as a style master in graffiti. What was his name again? Dundee. Dundee White. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, yeah, if I could have experienced that, like, from in my own eyes, and, and yeah, that's, that's an art, yeah, definitely. Him. That, that's, yeah. The, yeah, so that, there it is. That's, yeah. your, that's your white whale. If I could have seen that on the, on the, on the four train going oh, uptown. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it's just, like, a very sporadic, just a moment. It's just an instant. That what is graffiti is it's not meant to last. Wow, you're right. I mean, graffiti in general, it's one, not meant to last, and two, usually it's something you catch in transit. Mm-hmm. Either the train is going by, or you're driving past the underpass, or you're driving past the building, it's and you just, see it's it. It's just nicer to see your name moving than just static. It's just simple as that. Yeah. Oh, wow. I never even thought of that. Uh Graffiti is both in motion in how it's created because it is frenetic in how it's created in motion, but it also is in motion to the viewer because you're never really looking at it. You're always you're not stopping and looking at it. Mm-hmm. You're going past it. You're walking past it. You're jogging past it. You're driving past it, or the train's going past exactly. you. Yeah. 
Wow. It's associated it's with movement. Kinetic. Yeah, it's kinetic. Totally, Both totally. in... Wow. Totally. Oh, oh God. And the, My and, mind's getting blown and, and right now. And then you have like artists today that like uh, exploring that, that kinetic thing itself like and coming out of graffiti, still painting in the street, painting trains, but like now exploring like kinetic techniques or new like mixing uh, contemporary art with kinetic with and graffiti. Like you have artists like Felipe Pantone that he's one of the most successful like... Uh, more like a demanded artist today coming from graffiti, but totally blending into the street art uh, universe and beyond that. He's part of the exhibition in Los Angeles today, like uh, now, uh, yeah. beyond street art. He's one of the artists participating, and I won't be surprised, he's maybe the youngest one out of the of the big heads, big shots that are like, exhibiting. There. How old is he? Uh, he's maybe 34, 31. Okay. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to put links to all that we've mentioned in the uh, description below because this is well worth the deeper dive. Now, what are you working on right now, DDA? Oh my God. Well, you don't have to tell me what you want, you're working on right now if you don't want to, I'm, but I'm, you can I'm, tell me what maybe your dream project is, if not. Okay, so now I'm. Uh, I just completed my ma my master's here in La Salle because congratulations. Uh, and so I, I was sell out. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I'm joking. I, I, I was exploring like a fresco technique, and the thing is like. Um, well, if for our listeners who aren't familiar with fresco, fresco is when you pe paint upon a wet surface, correct? On wet plaster mixed with sand with uh, natural pigments is like the 100% sustainable technique. That is like a uh, time proof, <laughs> right? Unless didn't the Last Supper wasn't that a fresco gone wrong? Didn't he ex over experiment? Didn't da, Vin da Vinci over experiment with no. his mixture? No. Well, then why has the Last Supper faded over the past five hundred years, but many other frescoes haven't? It it it, uh, it can be just the 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 wall itself where it was. Oh, before okay. The, before <laughs> the the plaster is applied. Oh, if, the, if you have like a. Like more he just had a, he just had a crappy wall. <laughs> I mean, yes, if he's not prepared properly, right. maybe yes. And uh, and at the same time, you never know what is. I, maybe I, I don't have the knowledge about the subject as you. Because I remember but, reading that he he is a new technique. From my understanding, like the the Sistine Chapel, for instance, before it was like uh, renovated, mm -hmm. the colors were like super like dull, like don't tone toned down, and people like for them it was already like incredible masterpiece. And when they like uh, clean the surface, because they just cleaned the dust, actually, they noticed that actually the pigment was so vibrant. Yes. I've been to the Sistine Chapel, <laughs> yeah, and it is, too. oh, it's, it's unreal. It's super, it's it super is vibrant. unreal. The reds are so red. The no, pinks, the greens, the blues, everything about it. Um, no, now I, I think I recall, someone fact-check me on it, but what he did was he used a new... Uh, he used a new compound he, he that ab a, it absorbed all the paint rather than resting a, upon it. He used a component, it. like a bind, binding agent that is not yeah. the exact one. And, and him being Da Vinci, he's like, I'll try this new thing. And it didn't work because half the new things he tried maybe he didn't work. Maybe he didn't want to spend too much time into doing that. It's possible too. Oh, he could you just been like, yeah. No, because it's a, it's a very... To it's us, a it's very, a great master. Tim is like, yawn. No but, no, but it's a technique that requires a lot of 
time. It's very time consuming. It's very slow. I think it's that's very, what it was. Very slow. He wanted it to be fast drying or exactly. something like that. So and and even for like for for Michelangelo, it was like he was a pain. He was he didn't want to paint the Sistine Chapel. No, the Pope he made him. He tried to escape. I don't know how many. Maybe you know. Maybe yeah. He tried to escape a few times. Oh so. yeah, and the Pope's like, no, get back up there the ladder, boy. <laughs> exactly. So it's um. It's a wonderful technique because it's 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 incredible that 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 thing can last for so long. Like the oldest, like a fresco, like maybe from the Minoan civilization, I believe. Yep, so. the Minoans yeah. had it. Uh, I mean, they're unearthed in Pompeii yeah. and yeah. Herculaneum. You know, it's all over the place. And, it and was you're in right, Mexico in India, it was it wasn't proper to to to. Yes, the a- the, the Aztecs had yeah. it. Yeah, and and you're right. 99% of these are still to this day incredibly vibrant. Yeah. Is the, is the, and it was done with all natural pigments and all yeah. natural plasters and all natural everything. So my so 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 why I, did, I choose this is because like when I've been doing graffiti like uh, when I let's say in French like uh, it's very common to say oh to have French oh you did a fresco and saying I, I just did a mural you know to associate that in a, with a fresco oh you did a but I never did a fresco it's just like a deformation of the language, right? You know, it's like uh, using the uh, improper word to say uh, to define something. Yes. Well, to like, most people, <coughs> fresco and mural are synonyms. Like, no. oh, that. Well, no, I know that, but and you just explained that to everyone else that they yeah. are not the no, same. No, no, it's, mural is just painting on a wall. Fresco, fresco is it's preparing. A, it's a particular technique that uh, I mean that, that I believe like the last famous like painters was uh, like the Mexican muralist like the, the, the Diego Rivera Diego Rivera yeah. Siqueiros and Orozco they're, yeah. they're like the and, and after that you have like uh, uh, Camar- Jorge Camarena who you have like people who came on with an incredible level in, of vibrancy with fresco and you, when you see the murals of uh, the fresco from from Rivera it's like unbelievable the, the colors are like just like it looks like he's been painted the day before. Yeah, yeah. In, in in the other hand, like graffiti, if you if you if if I paint a mural now there in the, in Singapore after ten years, all the pigments, all the vibrancy will be gone because of the of the, the chemicals. Because it's it's artificial, you know. Like the when you use only natural components, is not they are not affected by the UV. That's what this like when I say fresco sustainable technique is because all the elements like like that you use to create are from nature so they they they, they can handle better they're not going to break down elements. yeah no way yeah. i didn't even think of it that way mm. i i when i thought sustainable i thought you were using the sustainable ingredients to you know not use you know plastics and and oil based things but no it no, actually it, it enhances act- the art itself I because the brush itself the brush itself that we use to paint fresco is, is better when it's not like a metal part that can bring oxide that can like like give like pollution into the process so this is a holistic top to bottom artistic approach where you're like i am doing everything all naturally and it actually enhances the longevity and the beauty of the art and yes. the vibrancy and so so my, my 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 thesis was about that so okay so we are living in times now where all like major cities are like pushing uh promoting and uh having like a uh, street art all over the world like right. in many places many locations but there are Street art is not meant to have a long life existence because they, are, they, they cannot face the, the, the condition of the weather and of the sun or whatever. But fresco can. Yes, exactly. 
So Fresco applies actually to edifices that are like a more like a more like classy, I believe. Like because a civic building that you know it's not going to yeah, go like, away. Like the, like the entry of a museum, like right. the, like a like a like a like a train station or like something that is like a public space, but more like has more like prestige, I would say. Well, because where, where you want that fresco to exist there. Exactly in in in, in those. I don't know, like, for instance, like, the, the I don't know if the, the, the train station in Milan is beautiful edifice. I don't know if there's fresco inside, but you, if you paint, like, graffiti inside that edifice, it will just, like, an insult of, of that building because it's, it will look too cheap. You know, the render of uh, acrylic, and then after five, ten years, it will just start fading. The, 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 the clash with the, the, the building will be too strong. So it's the only technique that can fit there is fresco. fresco, whereas the entry to Rockefeller Center has fresco. I mean, it doesn't have, it doesn't have, you know, it's not, yeah. yeah. yeah you know that, uh, speaking of the Roca, uh, they, they, they commissioned one wall. And they uh, destroyed it. They destroyed. Yep, there's, there's a couple photos left of it. They thought yeah, it was too the, socialist. Actually, uh, it was, uh, Di- for the- those listening, it was Diego Rivera, by the way, the Rockefellers commissioned Diego Rivera to paint a fresco and then, in Rockefeller Center. And, and they, the Rockefellers looked at it and they're like, they didn't like to have like the face of Stalin in the, in the building. <laughs> that was the main <laughs> and, problem. And, and they were like, I, I, I'm paraphrasing, but they were like, <laughs> they were like men in suits whipping the proletariat underneath. <laughs> so, um, so, but this specific uh, painting from Diego Rivera was he 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 redid it again in Mexico. Is in the. In the in the in the I think the I forgot the name of the museum. One of the main one in the in, in Google the, it, everyone Google I, it. I will I will find out like later. And, and uh, he just did it, but uh, a scale down. Like he, he he put the scale down, so it's smaller. Yep. But it's the same exact fresco that he painted. and the same impact. Yeah. yeah, I know. I've seen black and white photos of it. I've seen both black and white photos of it. And black and white photos of them destroying it, which was, I mean, that's just a Actually, complete tragedy. He took the picture the day before it was destroyed. It was Diego Rivera himself that went to take the picture. That's probably the picture I saw, which yeah. is a full, a full, a full width picture of it. But then you see another one, like I must be the day later of them wailing pickaxes into it. That's what a uh, well. So yeah, so I choose that. Uh, to, because I, 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 I wanted to give justice to graffiti, so I said, okay, maybe I'm going to do one day like a proper fresco in a proper technique that with a graffiti kind of style lettering and in a good location and maybe in, in 500 years, in 1,000 years, people will see that, oh, shit, that was how graffiti wall style look in the 90s or year 2000. They will, that's the, that was the idea, more like to... To, to give like more like a no, no, nobility to graffiti and in a, in a technique that can last forever. Which it doesn't, and I think it deserves, mm. because I think it's the art of the people. Mm. And, totally. and, it's, and it's, as an American, and furthermore, as a New Yorker, mm. I think uh, we deserve some <laughs> respect. I mean, if you can imagine the impact at a planetary level that graffiti has, among the people on this planet is unbelievable. Right. It's like thousands and thousands of kids all over the world are just like following that New Yorker tradition, actually. Yeah. No, that's, that's really... I mean, that's inspiring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes me want to go out and... No, I can't do it. I have, I have literally no uh, motor skills capable of doing that. Um, so now that, you've, uh, now that you've become an expert in fresco... 
Where is the next fresco? Okay, so Where now, is yours? Okay, now what, what is happening? So, so I'm interested about everything now. And I'm also interested in new technologies now. And so now I'm like considering going like for further studies and in you know, augmented reality and virtual reality. So I'm, I'm might going to take a totally different path. But I will continue painting, but I, I'm still interested to learning new medium, new techniques. And I believe like uh, AR will be like the next... Uh, the next uh, iPhone, uh, you know, like the, the the impact of the the, the cell phone in uh, planetary level is so huge. Oh yes, and then the new platform will be augmented reality. Augmented reality. So I'm like trying to figure out what can I bring into that 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 new. Uh, but doesn't uh, that fly in the face of the ethos of permanence and the ethos of you know 500 years from now? Because what are the odds that you know? But. It, what is important is what we're doing now. That's that's okay. the key thing. That's the key thing, and uh, it's, it's it's very uh, romantic uh, to to paint frescoes, but they can really have like a powerful impact, I believe, uh, in comparison to to what augmented reality can be. In a, how can you bring like a good uh, uh, content or good like. How can you bring this new technology, this new tool into something that meaningful or something that can help? Because at the end of the day, every human wants to bring something to, to make things better. I, I believe in the, in the in, we are all like in the immense majority of the, the masses, we are good, I think. I, uh, yes, I think in whole, we're good. Yeah. Yes. There's a couple bad seeds. No, but in, in general, like, I think we are okay, but. So this 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 new tool has to I have to find a way to make it useful. So I'm like thinking a lot uh, what to do with this and and aesthetically useful and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And how how can we this tool can help humanity to to solve problems basically? Well, I actually think I think AR and graffiti are in a way linked to one another because it's what you see, it's in motion. It's tangible to the person, right? I mean, I, 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 I think whatever I will choose or go, I will always have a different input that like a, like a normal, like a, when I was working as a concept artist or digital painter, Lucasfilm, I was already like kind of sort of alien without any knowledge about the movie industry or the visual effects industry. I'm like totally like, what if I'm doing here? Like, but I... I, I Somehow the people who recruit me, they knew that I was able to do the job. I, I didn't knew that when I when I started, but and and I learned a lot. And 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 I think it's it's important to 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 always want to, to keep learning. I mean, I mean, we just discussed before. It's the key. And I mean, you uh, who said maybe it's again. It's possible. It's Leonardo da Vinci. Maybe who say who quote that? He said that uh, we never get tired of, from learning, right? No, and we don't. And on that note, the title of my show is A Lot to Learn with Austin Rogers. And we have had a fantastic afternoon with Didier Jabba. Mathieu. Mathieu. Uh, Jabba is his, uh, that's your uh, graffiti Graffiti name. name. Yeah. Yeah. And please look for his work in AR, in Fresco, and in everything in Singapore and hopefully around the world. Everyone have a great night. Why not? Good night. Thank Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.